Janita Stanton. We have Reginald Perryman, Shaka Williams. We are Tassari. This is a There's Something About Real Estate podcast where we talk all things real estate. All right. Up. Keith. You What's going on? Yeah, right what happened there? to the welcome, welcome, welcome? <laughs> I like said it. You were like, no, nah, you welcome, was like, welcome, welcome. welcome. Y'all want what y'all want? <laughs> <laughs> like some kids knocked at your door. What y'all want? No, I actually had all my little candy set on the porch so that while I was trick or treating with my baby. In your honey house? They could come up. <laughs> Yo, know, Taylor, honey, house. Yep, I needed What's, everybody to know it wasn't honey, so I put some candy out did there. Did people come? I had one trick or treater. Oh, but party, but because they were coming out. No, our the street. It? No, I live on a, kind of a busy road, mm-hmm. and so we don't get a lot of trick or treaters on that road. But when you turn the block, every house is decorated. Mm-hmm. People with the bonfires. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. giving out candy. All the kids had a blast. Kids went out this year like that though. This was a crazy trick yeah. or treat no. I don't think they came to your house because they ain't want <laughs> they ain't want people looking back at them right. through the door. Like it's monsters in there too. Man, my house is beautiful. It's inviting. Right. My business partner across the way did the work on it. It's gorgeous. Ooh. I love it. Definitely. Right. No, it's not. It's not haunted. And anymore. it's lit up. I, I was like, Shaka, I need lights. He like, what you need all them lights for? I'm like, I need more lights. He's like, you don't need more lights. I need more lights. So, <laughs> so anywho's, y'all ready to jump into this topic? Wait, so Shaka, you do you do construction and ghost busting? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you said you ain't got no ghosts no more. You get rid of the ghosts when you put the new um when you remodel the house as much as we did hers. Right. Yeah, you get rid of the ghosts. But they look, don't like it there no more. Y'all oh, okay. so y'all keep pulling me back to this. Y'all watching that new series on Netflix called The Watchers? I've no, seen it. I've I seen it. Yeah, yeah. That. We on like episode two, so don't tell me. I'm not gonna it. tell you about yeah. it. I'm just saying I finished it already because I like binge watched it. And I couldn't sleep while I was watching it. And, yeah, it's basically about this old-ass house, kind of like my house. And I'm like, oh, why okay. am I watching this? But anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. The Taylor Trip. Uh, what is it? What you call your house? Huh? The it's, Taylor Terra? I call it uh, Legacy Park. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, let's get into this rent control. What's going on with this, Jamie? I mean, it seems to be, like, the focus right now. We literally got... Um, Something to us to sign a ballot to try, or no, to sign a, what do you call it? When you go out and you get all of the signatures. Uh, like a proposal? A signature. signature. Yeah. They just wanted a signature. When They're you, putting it back on the ballot. To right. try to get something either off of the ballot or onto the ballot. But they sent okay. it to us as investors. Basically, like, you know, sign this um, document or whatever. So that we can try to keep rent controls off of the ballot. Right. And so I was reading an article today where they were basically talking about, um, you know, putting rent control on the ballots and how, you know, people, tenants are really pushing to have this because they can't afford rents or rents have drastically increased over the last like 24 months. So, um, I guess this is rent controls on the ballots, like how the tenants feel about it and how investors are feeling about it. So, other states like California, they have rent control. It's other states or cities that have rent control. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to see how does that benefit 
us in Michigan and actually in Detroit where you can still rent a house for under $1,100 a month. What I don't, I don't really see what the benefit is. Is it that someone wants to stay in Bloomfield for under a certain amount? With They're a cap basically or? saying, okay, so if I'm in Detroit and in 2019 I was paying $800 and since then my rent has went up. There, Some of these people are saying that it's went up more than like 50% over the last 24 months. So now they're they're going from paying 800 to paying like 1200 <clears throat> So yeah. go ahead. No, go ahead. So here's the thing. If housing prices have increased, right, do you think rent should increase as well? Because as a, if an investor comes in and buys an apartment building or single family home and they pay, you know, 25% more for it than what they would have paid four or five years ago, I mean, logically, you would think they would have a higher rental rate than the homes that were already tenant-occupied four or five years ago. I mean, that makes sense to me. I think it has to be a correlation, though. So, yes, it should increase, but it shouldn't increase 50%. No, I'm not saying 50. But how do you prevent it from increasing 50% if you don't have rent control? Right. You get So do you think rent control is a good thing? I'm torn. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, so I do. I, I So I was reading it, uh, and at first I was not. I did not. But then I understand it because you got to remember the people that's going to be hurt the most by not having rent control are the mm-hmm. people that have nots right. pretty much. Right? right. And those people, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like we should be able to charge fair rent. Right. But, it's t- but it being tied to um, something that uh, that – because people are price gouging right now. Yeah. You know what yep. I mean? There are, like, I have people come come to me all the time, apartments. They're saying, look, I can't wait till those new builds come up because their rent is going to be such and such. And then and then yeah. I want to, you know, I want you to rehab this. And then my rent is going to go up to this dollar amount. And right. it is drastic. It's a drastic change. Right. You know what I mean? But they know that people are stuck. You know right. what I mean? Because like you just said, can't buy a house because the interest rates just went um Three percent higher yeah, they than they were. Yeah, they can just buy a cheaper house year. than what they would qualify for before. Yeah, but that's that could change your whole. Think about that. If your kids, if you want your kids in a decent school district, you go right. from being able to live in uh, school Auburn, yeah, decent huh? school district. Okay, yeah, yeah, so you go your your desire area. <laughs> yeah. let's say the prices are two fifty. Now rates are up. Mm-hmm. You qualify for two ten. That may knock you out of that area. Yeah. Right. I agree, but. How does rent control benefit that person? Because they're trying to keep their their payments under a certain amount. Cost of living. So right? it's going to be tied to the cost of living. But do you think right? they can rent in that same area for yeah. an affordable price? Yeah. Because it's going to be, I mean, okay. as long as the rent control is, because it's typically based on, there's a percentage plus right. uh, cost of living. So it's normally got a cap. But who's going to buy the properties and rent them? Mm-hmm. At that price, if there's a limit, and because the price of the properties increased too. I think people are gonna still buy them. Investors are still gonna buy. You're probably gonna have investors that already own properties, mm-hmm. but new investors are not gonna pay the new price with a cap that was capped two years ago. For example, it this may work now. As being one of the cons, it, yeah. it may prevent people from coming in and buying property. I don't agree, yeah. though. I don't think that it will because it's not capped at what it was two years ago. It allows for you to have an increase, uh, a, just a maximum increase per year. 
That now that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so true. so in other words, the rent control. Like, let's just take an area, right, or a city or a state. Let's say the rent control, the max is two thousand mm-hmm. dollars, right? For example, so in twenty twenty two is two thousand dollars. In twenty twenty five, home values go up. The new investors coming in to buy the homes at mm-hmm. that price point, mm-hmm. they're probably is not going to be as attractive because rent is capped out at two thousand dollars. But you're saying rent control, if it increases every year by a certain percentage, mm-hmm. then that would make sense. Capped. Though. Right. Yes. Yeah, that would that mm-hmm. would make more sense because mm-hmm. it's keeping up somewhat with housing prices. Yeah. Based on the cost of living. Yeah. So capped based on the cost of living. Right. So and I think that's fair for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I have a question though. Mm-hmm. So as a entrepreneur and a person who chooses to put their monies into land and property because you want the ability to be able to control what you make. Doesn't this take away your freedom to, what is that, like it's uh free enterprise? Yeah, somewhat. But, I mean, if, you, if you're if you coming into the game and you know it was rent control, you're coming in there with that knowledge, mm-hmm. right? So I don't think that's the case. The case I'm thinking is if they cap it, then you're not letting the market work itself out. But then you're talking about the new investor, the people that's just getting even their the, money in here. Even the old investor. If you there got, was no rent control, then now and now the government is coming in and saying you had an opportunity to sell. You don't have to make so you so I think people get it twisted. Like when, like it's just I'm I'm not I'm not for like big government. You know what I mean? But I am right. for fairness in terms of everybody is not equipped with the same information that you have. So you coming in price gouging people because you're equipped with information and you have the ability to do so is not, I'm not for that either. How I many, let me ask you this. Cause I always wanted to know this. Mm-hmm. I, I think the government should be in, involved to protect people. Mm-hmm. Right. But sometimes I think the government can overstep certain boundaries mm-hmm. when it comes to the market itself and trying to over control the market. Mm-hmm. And it actually hurt more people than what they think. So my question is, how many government owned, not government subsidized housing, but how many government owned rental properties are out there? Mm. Because the thing is, so if the city says or the, the state says you only can have rent at this amount, regardless of where it's at or what city it's in, right? This is the max rent. Well, if that's the case, how if it's if it makes sense, how come the city don't own those properties if they're protecting the people? Because then that's when people will. I think for me, I think that's when people will start to argue too big government. Government is involved too much. They got too much control, so they do allow. Um, so they try to take the government out of that, and they do try to let. Like she said, the free enterprise, people like us come in and kind of dictate those. But there are people that come in and they take advantage of that. Right. And so that's that's when they protect. You know, they're supposed to right. come in to protect you. They're not trying to prevent you from making. Uh, but is uh, it really uh, protecting the people, though? Uh, I think that it can. Uh, I think it's better than not having. Um, in some instances, it's better than not having that protection. So what's to stop somebody from, let's say, rent control is... The max for a three bedroom home is say fifteen hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. What's to stop everybody from charging fifteen hundred dollars? Because right now, 
the way you have it. Some people are charging eleven, some mm-hmm. are charging twelve. Mm-hmm. What's to stop everybody from charging fifteen? That's going to be free enterprise, right? People going, they're going to be able to choose based on who has the best house, right? You know what I mean? So yeah, if you got a nice home and um, and all your stuff is updated. You charge fifteen hundred, but this person has a home that hasn't been updated in ten years, and they right. try to charge fifteen hundred. No. What about the people there. that can't afford fifteen hundred? So that's why it's capped based on. Uh, so if you can't afford fifteen hundred, then you sh- you're not in that area anyway. So it's not hurting you. This is hurting people that were. Well, uh, if you can't afford fifteen hundred, the government should be protecting you so you can stay. No, in no, no. That's not protection. Choice. No, protection is preventing people from taking advantage of it. Not right. Uh, so, for example, if the rental market in a certain area, in a desirable area, is fifteen hundred dollars, and you right. can't afford fifteen hundred dollars, it's not to the it's not you need to the go government's uh, job to make sure that you can afford to go to that desirable area. Mm-hmm. But it's the government's job to make sure that if we're in a city, I mean, in any city, and this you have some affordable, let's say it's at a thousand dollars in rent, right. they don't jump up to fifteen hundred, eighteen hundred dollars just because they know you don't have a choice but to pay it, right? You know what I'm saying? So one of the things that they were pointing out is like small business um, landlords, your mom and pop landlords, people Mm -hmm. who probably have one or two properties. Um, They're saying, you know, these people are feeling unprotected. That's well, I still even though we have more than one one or two properties, that's still us. And I don't feel like I'm not protected. Um, I just feel like I I mean, me personally, I don't know. Y'all might feel differently. Me personally, I don't feel like I'm not protected. Um. I'm not the person that tries to charge the max rent anyway. Right. You know what I mean? I always want to have the best house with a moderate rent so that I keep my tenant. You know what I mean? Yeah, you uh, have so, more long-term. You have less turnover that way. Yeah. I'm the same yeah, you're way. Saving, I agree right? with that, right? You're saving. You're going to make more money lo- longer term, right? right. Um, but some people who are new in this, you know what I mean? They buying crazy based on them thinking that they're going to be able to raise that rent to a— unreasonable number um, taking advantage of the situation. And Did those, those people's costs go up? Well, so, those people, mm-hmm. those people, I just want to go on that. Those people always lose. They do. So if the max in the area is 1800 and you come in at 1800 or 1850 because you think your house is nicer mm-hmm. versus Shaka or myself and we say 1500 our tenants are going to be there Probably we're going to have more consistent tenants with less turnover, which means we're going to have less vacancies. The person is charging eighteen hundred may get it, but then when someone gets evicted, that's going to be a month. Then he got to go in and clean it up, redo the property, and he's going to lose two to three months of rent. Mm-hmm. Well, so did he really that point, come ahead? At that point, then they can the the cap comes off, and then you can charge what you want. Yeah, but I'm saying in this case right now, where we at now. When people always go for the max, they usually end up losing more money because they have the high turnover. So they saying those the cap extra months is only if you're a current tenant. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's the caveat. That's what I was going to be getting to. Yeah. But um, you know, it was oh, okay. So I was asking. So does the the person expenses go up? So for instance. You have a long-term tenant. They've been there, I don't know, seven years. You've never increased any rents or anything like that. But, you know, it's time for you to start maintaining that house. Maybe you got to do a new roof or some plumbing or furnace or whatever the cost may be. And now, 
I mean, what, for a roof, you're no longer at, I don't know, 30 a square and you're at 70 a square. I don't know how this goes. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> I, I know the cost went up. So if if I can't raise the rent to, you know, take that, that impact, what am I supposed to do? But you can. Cost but, of living. That's, so everything increased. So when all these costs increase, it's not just construction, it's everything. The cost of living has increased. So now that's what the cap does. It allows you to increase your rent based on a certain percentage plus the cost of living. But like what if it's only a 3% cap, uh, cap versus like a 10%? It, it can't be. So it's based on the cost of living. So if the so the cost of living increased by 3%, then that's where so it's that plus it's a percentage so plus that. Let me let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. If if they if this goes on and they say well, you can only increase your rent by five percent a year. Mm -hmm. Used to in the article, they had three percent. Okay, three three. <laughs> I didn't get to see. I didn't get to okay, read the article. Okay, so three percent per year. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's reasonable? No. Based... No. So if it's okay. just a percentage, so what? So so that's not what. Uh, so we don't have that here in Michigan right now. Right. But in other but states, I'm saying they have if, it. If, right. They're proposing mm -hmm. that, so but that's not if, how it works, though. So right, but it, that's what they're proposing. But not like that. So we we've been we're not giving this in its entirety. So okay. it's normally a percentage plus the cost of living. Okay, capped at a certain rate. So it's not just the cost of living. Okay. Um, but I'm saying if if the material costs or construction costs increase, right. that's normally part of cost of living. Right. That's not the only cost that's normally increasing. It's everything, gas, right. so, uh, mortgage, you know, interest rates, everything. So do you think it's fair to base it on zip code and it's based on the median income for that zip code no. that the rental max should be? And I would like, I mean, we would have to hear a lot more. I don't have the... Uh, no, I'm just asking. No, yeah, yeah, I'm do saying. you think that's fair? Uh, like, no, listen, I if don't. you pick a zip code and you say, okay, the median income is this mm -hmm. and we're going to make this... The rental cap based on its median income, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What someone should be able to afford to stay in the zip code. Do you think that's fair? Not necessarily. No. Because, I mean, most people move where they can afford. Mm -hmm. So if my income is this, I'm going to go to the places I can afford. And if the median income in that area is whatever, they're saying this area should generate this amount and this should be the cap because... The average person is only making this amount of money, mm -hmm. so you can't charge this amount because they, these people can't afford to live here. They would have that. to move elsewhere. Yeah. Okay, so you that. wouldn't agree with that? No. What would you agree? How would you base it? Would you just base it? How would you base the rent control? Would it be by area, by city, or it'd, it'd be how would you based determine? Off, yeah, it would be. Uh, no, he. So what he's saying is, and so the reason I want. So for example, um, if you're in a certain area, and let's say you got thirty five hundred dollar rents, right? But then in that same area, you could have twenty five hundred dollar rents as well, right? You know what I'm saying? So that's why I don't agree with with that proposal right, right there. Okay. Um, how they would come? I don't know. I would. I would need to hear more. I would, I would need to hear some suggestions. Right. I don't have that answer. But uh, no, I don't think I wouldn't agree with that. Okay. No, right. What reason. you think? <laughs> I don't. I guess my problem is I don't know how they come up with this stuff. Like right. I get, and so <laughs> like just like Shaka, I'm it's the same way. I definitely would need to hear more. But I'm in my mind right now. It's like okay, if y'all talking about putting this on the ballots for they said November eighth, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm supposed to go and vote on this. Right now, I'm going to vote against it mm -hmm. um, because I I want to be able to. 
And I haven't increased rents when I get ready. And then when I buy new property, it's going to be based on, but, you know, to your point, it'll be probably based on what I'm seeing for the rental rate for the area. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't just be, um, oh, you know, I'm going to go and charge this person $3,000. Like, it'll be some math. And I think that's kind of the point. Maybe we're educated enough to be able to do that math. Maybe... Maybe the tenant just feels like, oh, my rent increased a year. I mean, a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and maybe that landlord might have to sit down and say, "Look, you've been here for this amount of time. Mm-hmm. This is what has happened in this amount of time. Mm-hmm. Look at all the other houses you have been paying well under market rent. Are you saying yeah. under market rent? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. But I'm just saying, like you know, for me as of right now, yeah, I want. I quickly signed the little thing and sent it over. Well, if it, if it well, well that was different. <laughs> that was about what we signed was about. Um, uh, you talking about the eviction process? Yeah. Oh, that, that wasn't eviction, yeah, man. My yeah, bad, y'all. Yeah, that wasn't. That wasn't about <laughs> no, this I one to be up. going out for signatures too. Yeah, yeah. but this, the same right. thing. They've been trying to get signatures for this one mm-hmm. as well to get. Um, you know, but both ways, we we you know we want there to be a, a cap on or con- we want this to be controlled. And then there's people on the other side saying, no, you know, I'm smart enough to be able to handle this. And for people, you know, these people may have to move mm-hmm. eventually mm-hmm. if they can't afford but it. it ain't, so I guess that would be called, I don't know, I don't know what word that is because that, so I think that would be horrible for Detroit. And I think that's why they're trying to uh, propose it to pretty much stop that from happening in, in Detroit. Well, it's happening all over the country. No, but I'm talking about here in the state of Michigan. That's why they're... We don't have that currently. Mm -hmm. So why do we need it now? To keep... Because they see what's... Yeah, they see (laughs) it's getting ready to happen. I think rents are still affordable. They are. They are. They are for right now. They're affordable compared to other places in the country. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like some of the people who... It's just like me. I'm like probably a great example. You know, you too. Any of us who have not done rent increase, like, and I feel bad, like, hmm, I might have to call my tenant who's already, you know, giving me half here and half there. I'm probably, I may not do it, but at the same time, I'm still looking. I have bills. Yeah. <laughs> I got expenses. Right. So let me, let me just, just read this, right? So rent control is basically for different cities that, and all the, all the details vary depending on city. So right. it's not like one uniform mm-hmm. thing. All the cities that have rent control currently are in New York, New Jersey, California, Maryland, Washington, D.C. So right now in the United States, those are the only ones that have them. There's 31 states that don't even know. They forbid the government, the local municipalities from having rent Mm -hmm. controls, of -hmm. course, right? Mm -hmm. So, but the issue is that, like, for example, let me see, New York. Had, they had one on the books from nineteen, um, from early from nineteen seventy four, and one of them has um, one based on the year the building was built. So if it was built before nineteen forty seven, basically they had limitations on what you could charge. Um, but then if the people have been living in the building since nineteen seventy four, or the building was constructed before nineteen forty seven, and then there was another law. That was um, uh, passed in 1970s, in the 1970s as well. So one of those is about to phase out. So it's an article here. We'll put it on our link. But basically, if we model any of these, it's possible it could work. But then 
you got to keep in mind, we're talking about California, mm -hmm. New York, New Jersey, where sky high. everything is sky mm -hmm. high, right? So here, DC. we still mm -hmm. got, we still got, at least in Detroit, for example, we got people that are, that were renting properties, the owner lost from the taxes, and the city came back and said, you want to buy this house for three or $4,000, and they're saying no. How does rent control help them if they don't even want to own the house for three months of rent? That's you, look, you, you going into my saying? next question. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> let's be real here. Like, if you if you were paying eight hundred and fifty a month for rent, and you get offered a house for five thousand and three thousand, what what why do is rent control going to help that person or or that person passed up on that an investor comes in and buys it and rent to them for nine hundred. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like, but that would be a fair rent. So if that, so yeah, rent control is not uh, a catch-all, right? You know what I'm saying? It's it's to make sure that we don't run into a situation in uh, in certain cities where people are running people out of the city. How high I do you think you. rents can go for for Brightmore? Uh, I, so I'm not from the y'all city, so I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I got a house in Brightmore. My house is, that's it's in Brightmore. Brightmore. Oh, it's right by Brightmore. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, right by Brightmore. What's the what's the what's it's the highest building. price? He probably can oh, get eleven. Nah, he could probably get about twelve hundred for that house. Yeah. About twelve hundred for that house. And that's right? crazy, right? Do you do you ever think it'll be a day <laughs> in the next? Four years where you can get two thousand a month. I'm just using this as an example. You can get two thousand a month. No, no, not not at that one. Right, no. but do you, do you think in the next three years you can get thirteen hundred for it? Probably. Yeah. All right. So if the rent control is fifteen hundred mm -hmm. or twelve hundred or eleven hundred, right, mm -hmm. and the area completely changes, what would would you still charge eleven hundred or twelve hundred for it? Yeah, so but that's not how rent control works. No, I'm just asking you. For uh, example, what, what do you mean? If, Say market rents go up to sixteen hundred. Oh, would I still, would charge? still charge? No, no. What would you charge? I'm gonna charge market rent, or I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna increase it. So the rent control is gonna allow me to increase it. <laughs> no, right. I'm just right. saying without, without rent control. <laughs> in it place. depends. So if I, it depends. Like so, as it is right now, I might. If I haven't been doing, if it's the many same tenant, updates, yeah. If it's been the same tenant, I haven't been, right. I haven't had to do any updates. I don't, I don't have to go to sixteen. I can go to thirteen hundred. But what if the good. tenant, what if the tenant moved out? And now the rates have increased, and a new tenant is coming in. And I went and in there and rehabbed rate. it. And I went in there and, re and rehabbed it. Then yeah, yeah. I'm on, and I'm a new increase market rate. I might be at okay. fifteen hundred dollars right. rent. Yep. I'm just giving. But then taxable I'm just giving, value. If the city doing what they supposed to do, the taxable value is going to increase. Which means your property tax is going to go. Which means right? your cost increase. I get it. Right. So which is why, if like I said, if my tenant moves out of there and I go in there and I do improvements, yeah. Why are you doing improvements so that you can charge more rent? Right. Right. But what I'm saying is, so let's use th those are bad areas because they're so far away from. Uh, it, it impacts every area. Yeah. But I'm but I'm talking about the area where this is where I think why they have these. So those cities that you named, New York, I bet you if we looked at where these were happening at right. New York, this is these are the areas where uh, the rich were coming in trying to take over like the projects or whatever, right. and make those into condos or uh, whatever they yeah, want to make I, them in. You know what I'm right. saying? Make them into uh, nicer areas. So they driving people out of that city. Right. So that's what this is preventing or trying to prevent.
Right. Well, that's when the government comes in and says, all right, you're going to redo this apartment building. And so a certain number of units have to be affordable. And then the rest of these units, you can do whatever you want. But okay, so. All right. And I'm I'm just I'm just looking at this from both sides. All right. So one of the protections is it'll stop people from raising the rents to where the low income people can't qualify or rent them, right? No, price gouging, no. So right, I, I, right, I'm saying, but yeah. it's it's protecting people that are low to moderate income. Mm-hmm. And instead of this wave of new people coming in and they're willing to pay 2500 and all the landlords say if they're willing to pay it, this is what the new rent's going to pay. And the people that was paying 1100 y'all got to go, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's protecting those people. I get that. What's protecting people on the flip side of that, the homeowners, because what's to stop those same people from coming in and buying up all the $80,000 homes and saying, we're no longer, because under a certain price point in most cities, Mm -hmm. most of those homes are brought to be used as rental properties. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. What's to stop those same people from coming in and just buying all these homes and saying, we're not even going to rent these. We're going to move into them all. Did you see the percentage of rentals? I think they put in there for California. Right. Uh, what's going to prevent rich people right. from buying $80,000 houses in the hood I'm and moving into I'm not talking about rich people. I'm just talking about what? we're looking at we're protecting the low to moderate income people, right? By preventing what's the rich people. What's to stop the middle class? Because this is happening now. The middle class is saying mm-hmm. where I'm at is no longer as affordable I can live and have more money in my pocket if I move one neighborhood over or one city over mm-hmm. and I can I can buy a less expensive house and have a similar house and if all those people come in waves and buy these properties that were normally being used as rental properties, mm-hmm. what's to stop that from happening? I don't think where I, would the I wouldn't rental, have a, renters go. Uh so you I mean we're using a situation that is not Likely, but I no, hear you. No, this is happening I, I, right now. Uh, not really. Um, no, yes, it is. No, it's not because what happened you, in, in these situations is different. So what happened in these? Look, situations, I wasn't in the hospital, y'all. I, I forgot I had this. <laughs> right, totally. Yeah, I wasn't. No, no what happened in, 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 in these situations where we're talking about? These people were coming in rehabbing houses that were not even being lived in, or that were lo- lost in taxes or whatever. They're revitalizing. It's not the same. That's what you're talking about. Landlords are selling properties with tenants in them or Mm -hmm. properties that they were renting. Landlords right now, you ask any realtor or wholesaler in the city of Detroit, how many landlords to get caught? You get calls from landlords that are saying, hey, I have 10 houses. I have 15 houses. Mm -hmm. They're all tenant occupied. I want to unload them. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. They're too high for other investors to buy them. Mm -hmm. So now... The owner occupants are starting to say, hey, this might not be a bad mm-hmm. deal because I was about to buy a house for 175. This is a similar house that I can buy for 80 or 90,000. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's starting to happen. So. So now where do where do those 10 tenants go? So those tenants, the majority and the reason that that's happening is because right. guess what was happening? Those right. tenants were not paying their rent. So right. yeah, that's why. But these, where do these they are, go though? That's their problem. So you're talking about these are those aren't people. So that's why I said it's not a catch-all, and you can't protect everybody. Okay, you you get what I'm saying. All so right. yeah, I I mean those and people who 
the only the the majority of the reasons that I'm seeing uh, mm-hmm. investors unloading their properties is because and from everywhere and it's coming from everywhere. Like we're right. hearing a lot of them. Like man, I just got to get rid of this thing now. Or they getting mm-hmm. rid of them because they see the opportunity to get a lot more than what they paid for the properties. They brought them a well, 20 or 30, not That's what I was eight. getting ready to say. Two reasons. Okay. One, tenants are not paying the rent. Right. They're behind, uh, and they can't evict them. Right. right. So they taking the L, big L. Right. Um, and two, they're worried that these are people that are, that are not, um, I would say, seasoned investors. Right. And they're worried that the market is getting ready to crash, and they're trying to cut their losses right now. Right. Those are the main two reasons that I'm seeing investors. Uh, seasoned investors are not doing that. Right. They know, like, what? Why would I? They know right. that they bought low, and this is not to sell high. If you missed the right. sell high, if you was going to sell high, you would have done that last year. Right. Or earlier this year. Right. They're, hold, they're, staying, they're holding on to their properties. Right. So, but what I'm saying too. is... Hmm? Some of the people are retiring, relocating. Well, I said the majority of the yeah. people does. Yeah, it's it's the but I'm motive, just saying, a bunch like, of different because reasons. people, a lot of people who picked up a, a bulk of the properties, you got to think that was twenty to thirty years ago, yeah. right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. the the reason I brought that up is because this is protecting the the low to moderate income tenants from rent increases and putting a cap on rents, right? Mm-hmm. But there's still other things that you can't protect tenants from because people are going to come in into a lot of these areas. And if they're not going to raise the rents on one end, people are going to get brought out. People are buying these properties up. Where do those people go? Mm. Uh, I don't have that answer. I mean, they because have here's, to, the, they... here's the, the reason I brought that up is because when we went over the previous scenarios, you said if my rent was this amount, I'm fine with this same person staying mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But once they vacate and then I get new market rate, mm-hmm. new tenant, I'm going to charge them the market rate. Mm-hmm. These people over here where their homes were brought out, single family homes, they were brought out, they're all going to be looking for a place to go. And if they were in an area where rent control was 1100 or whatever the case may be, now they're coming back to the same area, but it's a new cap. Yeah, so that's what I'm seeing. I want y'all to understand. That's I don't think that rent control, and I don't know. Uh, I'm not a rent control expert, but I don't right. think it works like that. Like you're capped at eleven hundred dollars. So I think you're at market rent, and then your your increase is capped. Right. That's the only the thing that's capped. capped. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so it's not. Um, so I hear what you're saying. It's just, um, yeah. There, there's a lot to unpack. My vote on rent control right now. You said yours would be no. No. Mine would be. Uh, I would probably say yes. I I would I would just want to I would want to read more about it. So we need, we would need, I would need to see more about what all it entails, how long it's going to be capped, right? What the caps um, consist of, you know, all that type of stuff. So I would I wouldn't be able to. Vote yeah, we got right a now. couple of these. So like the exemptions, they have um, like the low income housing mm-hmm. and new construction projects, mm-hmm. and then. Um, the cap comes off once the tenant moves. Wait, the so new construction is, projects are exempt? Yeah. That kind of, that, that kind of, I don't know about that because if you're building, if you're going into something brand new as an investor or developer and you know the market cap is this, you have to make a wise decision at that point. So you're saying like, 
That's exactly. It's not they a market cap. That's what. No, Jago but I'm saying about. they won't have a cap on the rent they can charge. No. So what the what the caps do is it's you. So it it makes sense for new builds to be exempt because they they don't have anyone living there yet. This protects the rent from going up for people who are already occupying mm-hmm. the property. To not push them out. Right. To not push but them out. But then when you bring in a new... Okay. But All once right, they leave, it. you pretty much can charge what you want. So you remember so I the new, the, So the, the developers that are building new construction, they still have an incentive to come in and charge market rate rent, whatever they can get. Mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. the market demand is mm-hmm. for that type of building or unit or whatever. Yeah. Okay, but that the reason makes why sense. my vote would be no, let's say I was charging a thousand dollars, three percent of that, what's that, thirty dollars mm-hmm. or three hundred? No, thirty dollars, ten percent is three, so it's thirty dollars. That may not be enough to cover the inflation costs. That's my expenses, anything, yeah. So, y'all not listening, it's that plus the uh cost of living. So, if inflation went up, that means cost of living increased as well. Where did you read that? What? I didn't. I well, here's the thing, though. Because what I'm saying we is, but because what I'm, we, the cap is, if if you have a tenant and mm-hmm. you're charging a thousand dollars, they're mm-hmm. saying per year you cannot increase that more than three percent plus, which is thirty six three percent plus. So here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And when you look at rent control, every municipality is doing something different, mm-hmm. right? right? So we have to, I can't say yes or no because I have to see if it's proposed. Mm -hmm. If they're just trying to say we're going to have rent control Mm -hmm. with no details behind it, I can't vote on that because you're not telling me enough details. I need, you said they proposed 3%. And what you say. That's not even this area. That's just based on the article. Okay. What they they think is going to. Okay. So I, I would have to see. What the cap is going to be, mm-hmm. what the um, increase percentage is going to be, who's exempt, who's not. Like, is it a is it a rent control for seniors that's going to be different for a low to moderate income? Um, like, people, seniors have a lot more fixed income versus somebody that's working, and then they can go and choose to work overtime or not, and that type of thing. Or... Um, yeah, I will have to see more details. And is it going to be based on zip code? Because some zip codes, I can't imagine someone being in West Bloomfield having the same rental limits as somebody in Pontiac. Agree. But even in West Bloomfield, house to house is going to It's going to be different. But I'm just saying in general, like Mm -hmm. the, the market values for areas, there's not a lot of people... That's going to invest in a $300,000 home just to rent it out. If they do, they have to make a certain number amount of money mm-hmm. per month for rent mm-hmm. versus somebody that brought an $80,000 home. 100%. There's no way it can be like statewide and just say this is the cap. Um, it, it has to vary per city, per zip code, and based on the income for that area. And per house, based on uh, per house. The value. You know yeah. Maybe it, like it the size because, like, of the house. That's what I'm wondering. Like some of the areas like where the values like crazy increase. So maybe like uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, or like on the right. West Coast, right? Where people went in, they may have spent like four or 500000 for a house, but today it's worth like $2.5 million. Right. And then people, like how do you rent that house? If rent yeah. is controlled and then it's a low number, like a 3%. You don't. 
The Airbnb. No. <laughs> right. Or do they simply follow Section 8 guidelines, right? Section 8 has a limit, mm-hmm. right? Say for a three bedroom house, this for right. a two bedroom house. And, there, and, and right yeah. now, to be and honest, people, Section 8 uh, numbers are, are higher than what people are getting in their regular rent. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> you know I mean? that's so, an example yeah. of a model that's already working in the market. Mm-hmm. That works, and people don't expect and it's much. Basically, higher. A, a, it's basically rent control. Yeah, because people don't expect much higher yeah. than section yeah. eight. So, I but was... here's the thing, though, uh-huh. right? When you talk to an investor mm-hmm. and they say no section eight, <laughs> or they say I want section eight, and they're always asking for what is the max section eight will pay. Mm-hmm. That's why I brought up earlier. If rent control is this for the area, most investors are going to go for the max, mm-hmm. period, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Which is still going to leave some people out in the car. Well, no, because it doesn't mean you can get it all the way. So, yes, I agree. Most investors will try to go for the max. Right. However, if you have competition and you're you're not up to par with the competition, then you're not going to necessarily get the max. That's true. Mm-hmm. All right. I agree. So, two last things. In, the, in that article that we're using for reference— that um, a tenant, she asked the question, where is the American dream of being able to live and enjoy? Where is the American dream? Yeah, In being home ownership. To... <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's so. A, so that's what I was, one of the things that was kind of standing out to me. I'm like, dang, you know, like, people don't even really understand that they have an opportunity, like you have choices mm-hmm. and maybe even you have, you may have to prepare yourself to make a different choice, but you can, you you, people have more control. But I think the problem is kind of like what you mentioned on a couple of shows where people live in a house for like eight, nine years. And they'd be like, Oh, my house, my house, mm-hmm. my house. It's not really your house. It's not really but your property. If I'm a 21 year old single dad working two restaurant jobs to make ends meet, um, owning a home might not be in the No, nah, he just sold right one now. of those. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm, I, at be. this point, not knowing the process, not having everything and together. And that's why I said you have to prepare six, to get there. Yeah, you have to prepare for that. So there's still going to be people that have to rent at a period in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so you got to educate there. yourself so that you cannot continue to long-term cost someone else's property your property. Well, there are some people... Like, think about it. Seniors, they are going backwards now. You know what I mean? They own their house. Now they have to sell their house, downsize. And, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, th- I feel like we got there's a balance somewhere. Well, I don't some know of what them, it is. We just had this y'all super scenario. With y'all Somebody, kids. Look, and I thought about Can't that, too, when I was no. reading this. <laughs> no, but you do. You have a lot of people, different cultures. They get with their family, and mm-hmm. they make that shit work. Mm-hmm. Like, right. literally. You, I mean, it's, you have options, but a lot of people, I just feel like you feel like you don't have options. And it's more than one way to skin a cat. You can go live with family. You can become educated on the process. You can build, you can, you can reach out to counselors. They got, mm-hmm. you know, programming that's government backed that helps people with budgeting, credit building, and it's all free. But How but, many cats have you skinned? I don't skin cats. I just know it's more than one way to do it. How do you know? Because my daddy told me. How many did your daddy skin? He may run some chickens next, but I don't know if he skinned some cats, but you'd be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, deal or no deal? Deal or no deal. Sunday night live. Some of y'all put a video out. Some of y'all buying garbage. These investors are buying stuff 
that they had no business buying. Maybe they did. Maybe they had wishful thinking. Mm -hmm. But the numbers just don't make sense. Now, the deal may still have money on the table, like John Clare's deal. Mm -hmm. Clare, he had a deal. It was, what, like $40,000 profit Mm -hmm. in it. But was it a good deal for you? That's what we're trying to determine. Some people will be extremely happy with that. Some people will say that's not enough based on the amount of money invested. And risk. Right? Mm -hmm. So deal or no deal is designed to help, especially our out-of-towners and new investors Mm -hmm. that are buying investment properties in Detroit. We evaluate them. We do the numbers in real time. And then you'll see if a deal makes sense. And we vote on it. We don't always agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shock always um, disagreeing with everybody. Not true. <laughs> see? <laughs> we just disagree, right? <laughs> so, yeah, but watch Deal or No Deal live on Sundays. At 930? Yep, 930. Eastern, 930. Eastern Standard Time. And then we want people to uh, submit deals. You know what I'm saying? Send us some deals. We have helped a few investors already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. we help some people get out of jams, mm-hmm. and we help people avoid some major decisions. And buy. <laughs> and some people make some money. Yeah, yeah, Acquiring some person projects. Yeah. A per- person brought a good flip. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and like and subscribe. We out We out here. Most definitely. <laughs> right, what's it, Dusty McFly? We out here. Uh, that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.